Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. love this verse. It says, do not forget the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It's in the Bible. I promise. Check it out. What's the point? The point is, in all the areas that we give to, we don't want to forget God, right? Listen, if you're not part of our church family, I don't want you to feel any pressure at all. If you're part of our church family, don't feel any pressure. That's not what I meant. What I mean is, listen, this is not for you if you're visiting, but if you're part of the family, one of the ways we get to be involved in what God is doing through our campuses and in our communities is through giving. I don't want to preach a message about that. You know the importance of it. So we've got a special guest in the house with us today. She and her husband are visiting with us all the way from South Carolina, Tika K. Would you give it up for Chris and Howe? Come on. Come on. Some of you may know who she is, who they are. Some of you may not, but um, I, don't, I don't have a half an hour to talk and brag on them, and I could if I had the time. But let me just say this. Julie, uh, she, she makes everything operate at Lakeshore across all three of our campuses. She is like our chief operating officer, COO, and she's a skilled accountant. She makes sure all of our bills are paid with our council and our team. She just does so much so that we can keep doing ministry, loving God, and loving people. So uh, she's here with us today, um, and she wants to be available for anyone who has any questions about how to download this new Lakeshore app on your phone and how to use it. We want to make sure that you're staying connected to the church in any way possible. Thank God for electronics. Amen. I'm not a tech guru, but they are and they can help you. So make sure you find them after service. At least say hello, introduce yourself. And if you want to download the app to your phone, she is your go-to gal. She'll show you how to do that. Right, Julie? Excellent. Awesome. Well, let me just kind of bring you to the, the family a little bit before we get in the message, just to keep you in the know. Um, first of all, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, do that so you can get something to you every single week, kind of keeping you in the family know. I want to let you know that Sunday, May 1st is baptism, water, baptism, Sunday. If you've never been baptized, this is the next step after you say yes to Jesus. If you were baptized when you were a baby by your parents, Uh, That's wonderful. We don't want to take anything away from that. Many times as an adult grows older and they understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus personally, many times they want to make a step and get water baptized. And we have a brochure in the back, so be sure to grab one of those so we can answer your questions. If you want to be baptized, you got to register so that we can fill the tank. There's a tank back there. We want to be ready, so please let us know. I also want to let you know that we have a food give this Wednesday on this campus. We give food away every single month across two campuses, and the Lord has blessed us with the food ministry. We've got a shed full of food, and we want to bless the community. If you or you know someone who needs food, 630, drive through food give. Real easy to get it. We'll pray for them if they need it as well. I also want to let you know that Mother's Day is coming up. Come on, we got any mothers in the house? It's coming up, it's coming up, and 
we, we decorated that board out there just so that you guys can be thinking about it. Don't forget to get moms a great gift, a great gift, right, moms? And I also want to, I also want to use this as a, an opportunity. Be a bringer. Be a bringer. Don't just be an inviter. Be a bringer. I promise you, there are moms around you that you know who need encouragement from God, who need to be pointed to Jesus. Some of them are young moms. Some of them are older moms. But every mom needs encouragement. Amen? Uh, we prayed for a mom of six girls at our parents' night out a couple Fridays ago. She drove from Cherville. She drove up in the parking lot. She said, is this the place? I need a break. Those are the first words she gave me. I was like, yes, come on, drop off all your kids and just take a break. Moms need some help and they need a break. So ask the Lord, who's a mom, a young mom, an older mom that you can bring? I want to tell you, we're going to have a special, special message. I've invited Jody, Joni Brocklebank to bring a special Mother's Day message. And she's going to be an encouragement to moms and really all ladies. And we're going to have a special non-fat healthy, organic, sugar-free, from heaven, like manna, special gift for moms, okay? So you want to come and get that too. It's going to be fun. Well, listen, let's, let's get into our Bibles. Did you bring a Bible or a Bible app? How about a sermon guide? Did you get a sermon guide on the way in? At the very least, I want you to have a sermon guide. Um, I don't know if you'll use this, but I want to make it available just in case. Grab a pen. There's a couple of fill-in-the-blanks if you want to stay engaged in the message uh, we want to make sure we can do that for you. So we do this, if you're visiting, we do this every Sunday here at this campus. It's a Bible declaration. I don't mean for it to be religious or rote, just something we do. I really do mean for it to be heartfelt, something that stirs us and gets us ready to hear God speak. Amen? So family, let's hold up our Bibles. Come on. <clears throat> let's hold up our Bible apps. And let's say it together. You ready? Read. This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Growth. G-R-O-W-T-H, to increase, to develop in size, to develop in number, value, strength, extension, or expansion. Would you say that's a good definition for growth? That's a pretty good definition for growth. Um, I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, and I'm going to tie that word into this verse, and it's going to be kind of a springboard for our message today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, the Apostle Paul is writing to a church family in Ephesus. Ephesians is a great book. The first three chapters talk about our position in Christ because of the finished work of the cross, and then Chapters 4, 5, and 6 really talk about how we walk that out. And he's going to talk to us as a church family here in Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to be reminded at the very least of some significant things from the Apostle Paul. And for some of us, we might see some of these things for the very first time. Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 16. Let me read it first, and then we're going to read it together. This is what it says. From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Let's read it together. Church, ready? Read. From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Notice the very, very first part of verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together. Come on, say those words with me. Joined and knit together. So I was uh, seeking the Lord um, and just kind of asking him, what, what should we talk about the next couple Sundays? Across all three of our campuses, we've got a free Sunday or two before we get on a whole church series again. And um, I, I wanted to do all kinds of different things, and, and the Lord just kept bringing me back to this portion of Scripture, uh, and He knows best, so I feel like we're going to kind of camp on this for the next couple of weeks. And the title of today's message, a one of two-part message, is Joined and Knit Together. Joined and Knit Together, and here's a subtitle, it's important, Teamwork for the Kingdom of God. Would you say the subtitle with me, church? Come on teamwork for the kingdom of God. So we're going to take today and we're going to take next Sunday and we're going to unpack this a little bit. Obviously, it's not going to be an in-depth study, but I think it'll be a refresher. It'll be a reminder. It'll be an encouragement. Might even be a little bit of a challenge for some of us, but that's okay if it's God challenging us. Isn't that true? So we're going to look at this in its context. So I want to take some time. I don't want to be in a hurry as much as I want to be thorough and make sure uh, we walk away with some takeaways, things that we can use, okay? So let's back up, and let's start in verse 7. Ephesians 4, verse 7. This is what it says. But to each one of us, grace was given. Now let me interject. Grace in this context is speaking about a gifting or an ability from God. A gift, an ability from God. And then he says, according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So God has given to how many of us? All of us. Each one of us an ability, a gift, a grace from God to be used. Okay? And it's important that you hear that. You are valuable to God. You are valuable to the kingdom of God. You are valuable to the family of God. And God has given you an ability. And when you get saved and you come into the kingdom of God, I like to say it this way, he supersizes it because the Holy Spirit now comes down on the inside of you and he begins to work in us that special ability that God's given us through creation. Does that make sense? Now, here's your first takeaway if you're taking notes. It's very simple, but there's two fill in the blanks on your sermon guide if you'd like to jot them down. Takeaway number one, God has given me a special ability. Would you say it with me, church? Come on. God has given me a special ability. Um, when I was growing up, my parents thought that my special ability was eating. 
I'm just being honest. I love to eat. I still love to eat. That might be a little bit of a special ability. But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about something that he wants to do in you and through you for the sake of the family of God. And he's given you something called a gift to be used in the family of God. Now, usually, the gifts from God could be categorized real quickly in three categories. Father God gifts, Father gifts. Those are creation gifts. Those are your motivational gifts. That's what you're kind of wired with. And in uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, it lists seven of them. And all of us have one of them. Some of us might have a mix of two or three. But there are father gifts, there are creation gifts. And then there's another category that come from the son, Jesus. And we're going to look at those today. Uh, those are uh, leadership gifts within the church. We're going to look at them here in Ephesians chapter 4. And then there's another gift from the Holy Spirit. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And those are usually broken down in three categories also. Revelation gifts, power gifts, and speaking gifts. The Father wants everyone in the family to understand that he's given each of us a gift. And you're valuable. And he wants for us to discover what that is so that we can use it in the family of God. Now, from, from this context, the Apostle Paul wants us to know that every believer is saved by the same grace through the same faith, given by the same Savior, who is both Lord and God of all. And while our faith is unified under a single God, God gives each person exactly the right kind of ability they need, depending on who and where they are and his plan for their lives. Now, Keep that in mind. Now let's go over to verse 11, Ephesians 4. And we're going to read a little bit of scripture here from 11 through 16. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to point out a couple of things. And then we're going to get a really, really good start to where we're going. Okay, Ephesians 4, 11. This is what the Bible says. And he, that is Christ, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. That could be known as the fivefold ministry gifts, okay? Verse 12, why did he give them? For the equipping of the saints, that's God's people, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, that is the building up of the body of Christ. That's God's family, Christ's expression on earth. Verse 13, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. In other words, in agreement concerning Christ and living in and for him. To a perfect man, spiritually mature. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, Christ is the standard or the example. So we want to become more like him. Verse 14, continuing. That we should no longer be children, that is, spiritually immature, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That's teaching that blows our way, trying to knock us off of the truth of Christ. By the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, in other words, false teaching, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, the head of what? The head of the body, 
the family of God. Christ, verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. There's the context. See the context? It's important. It's important. We understand the context. Joined and knit together. Come on, say it with me again. Joined and knit together. These verses are fundamental and they're foundational to the plan of God on how the church family is supposed to operate in unity and how the church family is to share their God-given gifts for the church and for the world beyond the church. Amen? So this is like, this is a fundamental text to understanding these types of things. I've met a lot of people who claim to be Christians but aren't vitally connected to the church. I don't know. You might know somebody who, who is like that, and I'm not bringing condemnation on anybody. I'm just like, if you could only step in and you could experience what life with God is like when you're in the church family, how many of you know it brings your relationship with God up to a whole new level? It really does. If you could only step in and realize that God has, has designed a way for church life and church family to function, and there's pastors and there's leaders and there's family members and there's gifting and there's love. And, and, and you don't experience that I'm a Christian all by myself. You just don't. I wouldn't and you can't. So we got to understand this. A church team is a group of individuals that work together in unity towards a desired result for God and his kingdom. Would you agree with that? It's a good definition. T. E, come on, say it with me, A, M, team. Why did God set up his church to work together as a team? Here's your second takeaway. Write it down real simple. T, E, A, M. Together, everyone achieves more. Do you like that acronym? Would you say it with me? Come on. Together, everyone achieves more. One of the values that we hold to at Lakeshore is generational unity. What do I mean by that? We believe that young and old people serving together accomplish more for Christ than they could on their own. We believe that. That's why we do it. That's why we have Family Sunday. That's why we have older generation pouring into younger generation. That's why we have older generation doing ministry with younger generation. Team is a value, not just of Lakeshore, but of the kingdom of God. Look at Ephesians verse uh, 16 again, 416. Uh, see if you can memorize it with me. I'm, I'm trying to memorize this. It's a mouthful, right? From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Remember, growth means to increase, to develop in size, number, value, strength, extension, or expansion. Not just numerical growth. God wants that. He wants people to get saved, brought into family, baptized, full of God's spirit on his path. He wants that. And I 
that and you want that. But how many of you know we got to be ready at home base for him to send more people? Amen? we got to know what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to function as a family. I want to share a, uh, a, a humorous, relevant church team video. Can we share that video right now nice and loud so we can catch this? Uh, don't laugh too hard, but if you want to chuckle, you can. Hi, I'm Johnny. And I'm Chachi. We're Get In Here Ministries. And you know, Chachi and I, we couldn't be more excited about the idea of teamwork. And today we're going to take the idea of teamwork and paint you a beautiful picture through the medium of music. Yeah. Take it away, Johnny. Okay. <clears throat> You know, hearing Johnny sing by himself is rather putrid and boring. It's amazing what happens when you add others to the mix. Check this out. You know, through modern technology, we're even able to do this. I'll tell you, though, about <laughs> teamwork. You know, it's less about me and more about we. Let me kick a harmony. Hi there. We all know the old saying that there's no I in team, but there's also no selfish hypocrisy in team either. Let me throw a dato in the mix. You know, when people say no man is an island, I used to think, of course no man is a piece of land surrounded by a body of water. <laughs> then I realized what they mean. I think I get it. <laughs> Somebody once said that none of us is as smart as all of us. And I don't really know what that means, but I know I like it. <laughs> so watch me break out something special. <laughs> you know, I think we've made some pretty good points about teamwork and the value therein of it. And if teamwork were a person, I'd love them as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give our team ensemble a big hand. Come on, come on. It's less about me, and it's more about we. Come on, say it with me. Come on, get the fingers going. Come on. It's less about me and more about we, right? No man is an island to himself. See, when each of us does our part, there's a harmony in the work of Christ that could never be achieved on your own. What are you good at? Now, most of the time, one of the easiest ways to discover what you're good at is to find out what you enjoy doing. And on occasion, you'll even get compliments about it. And that'll be an indicator that this is the way God's wired you. This is the way he's created you. And then you harness that gifting with the church family and with pastors and leaders who can help you and with the help of the Holy Spirit, and you begin to discover how to use that gift for God and for his people. 
I remember when we attended uh, the first church that we served together at Valley Community Church in El Monte, California, somewhere around 1996 or 7, and I was a, a, a new Christian. But I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a people person. Um, I'm kind of an extrovert too. And so Pastor Gill's brother, Jerry Dearman, uh, who was overseeing and leading our guest services team uh, at that church, he kind of pulled me aside. He said, hey, Robert, man, what do you think about getting on our greeting team? I think you do a really, really good job at that. Now, and keep in mind, I'd never done any serving whatsoever in church at all. And I, and I still had a lot of things that God was working out in my life. Um, and, and I'm like, me? You want, you want me to like be here in the front of the church on Sunday morning and welcome people to church? Yes, I think you would be great at that. So they took me through a brief training, and the first thing he taught me to do was fluff the flags. Uh, our campus had uh, flags on them, the American flag and a Christian flag and the Foursquare flag. Foursquare is our denomination, right? We believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior, our healer, our baptizer, and the Holy Spirit, our soon-coming king. So we had a Foursquare. And so one of the things that our pastor, he liked the flags fluffed. I don't know if they stayed fluffed, but they were fluffed as I did it, right? Would fly, I would fluff the flags, and I'd come in early, and I, maybe I'd spot clean a couple of places with the vacuum. That's serving. That's serving in the kingdom of God. I'm doing my part, right? Maybe stapling some things to the bulletins, getting ready, made sure I had a breath mint, and then I took my post. And then I would welcome people as they would come. And I met so many people. I encouraged so many people. You know, God wants to use you in the gifting that he's given you. He wants to be able to flow through your life. What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? If you go over to Romans chapter 12, we won't take time to look at it today, but it lists those seven motivational gifts. And one of them is prophecy. Another one is um, serving. Another one is leading. Um, another one is teaching. Prophecy. What's prophecy? Prophecy is just being used by God to bring a word of edification and exhortation and strength to someone. Maybe you're a good teacher. Maybe you can teach things outside of the church and you're good at that and you know it and now God wants to use you to discover truth and peel it back and teach it to people so that they can understand it. Maybe you can be used to teach in our kids' ministry, right? Uh, one of the first opportunities I had personally to teach was to like five-year-olds. I started teaching in children's ministry. That's where I cut my teeth, in children's ministry, learning about the stories of the Bible and breaking them down in a way that a child could understand them. And I'll never forget the impact that teaching children had on me personally. God would entrust me to take his little ones and to teach them and to encourage them and to point them to Jesus. Maybe you're a good teacher and God wants to use you that way. Maybe you might say, Pastor Robert, no, I'm, I'm the behind the scenes guy. That's great. We need behind-the-scenes guys and gals. We need people who will get communion elements ready. We need people who will get things ready before the family shows up. David. David is a huge blessing. He comes every Tuesday, and he helps me clean the church. We vacuum. We take out the trash, and we clean the windows, and we pick up trash from the campus. And on Sunday mornings, he's been coming in early and spot cleaning. And I got other things that I'm thinking about, and sometimes I'm cleaning toilets. I don't mind cleaning toilets. I still clean toilets. But if everybody can find out, hey, what am I good at? Think about the harmonious 
presentation we make when people come to our God's house on a Sunday morning. Amen? So what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? Some of you might think, well, Pastor Robert, you know, I don't know. Well, ask God. He'll show you. He'll show you what you're good at. Maybe you're good at organization. I'm so grateful for Catherine. She organized an Easter ensemble. She had the idea. She went after people. She invited them in. She picked the song. I'm sure she had some help, and she'll tell you that she did, but she's an organizer. She's a leader, and she organized that. And wasn't that an awesome Easter service that we had last Sunday? With, with an, I'm like, we need to have those ensembles more often. Amen? So I'm grateful. So what are you good at? Some of you are good. Doug, he's a master construction guy. Like, he must be related to Jesus. Like, it's in the blood, literally, right? This guy can build a house from the ground up. I don't know anything. Power cable. I know where that is. Plug it in. That's about it. That's all I could do. But you get someone like him and someone like Brian and some of the other team that was there, man, they put in new flooring, they put new doors up, took old doors down, they, they kind of made the room safe so the ceiling doesn't fall in on anybody. We put in a new bath uh, toilet, we put in a new vanity. I mean, we need team members who, yeah, I'm not the front person guy, but I'm the behind. Hey, we need you. Maybe you're good at that. You're valuable. Everything works together. Maybe you're a giver. Did you know that giving financially is a gift in the Bible? Uh, there are some people that have been supernaturally blessed, and God uses them to fund large portions of the kingdom of God. It's in the scriptures. They enjoy giving, and they have it, and they want to. Man, maybe you're a giver. There is a gifting that God's placed in you. And, and when we find that and we become joined and knit together, we, like this ensemble that we just saw, we make this harmonious sound in the kingdom of heaven and we're an impactful family and people need to be impacted by Jesus through our family. Amen? I've got a picture. Um, it's a join and knit together picture. I think it's in there. Do you see any pictures in there? Look at that. Just imagine, one of the metaphors of the family of God is a building. And when we discover our giftings and, and we're joined and knit together, we, 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 we're like this corner of peace that's coming together and all of us is finding our place and, and, and we're just tightly fit right where God has us, right where the Holy Spirit needs us. And he can use us to minister his love and his power and his grace to everyone who comes and beyond Sunday morning and beyond the walls. Now, I know that I'm preaching to the choir. I know that many of you are already serving, and I want to thank you for that. You're so valuable. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But there might be a couple of people in our family with us today or watching online on Facebook, and you haven't really found your place yet. God needs you in the game. He needs you to find your place. Let me just say this, not just for other people, but there's something special that happens when you find your place. It does something on the inside of you, and it does something for you. Keep that picture on there, and just listen to me for a moment, okay? The word joined in Ephesians 4.16, joined and knit together. The word joined, it means to fit or frame together. That's what it means. It's like a, a brick wall. 
or a building that's fit and frame together. It's a compound word in the Greek. That means it's three parts. The Greek word is sunarmologeo. It's a mouthful. Don't need to memorize it. Don't need to say it. But let me just explain it to you. The first part of the word sun, S-Y-N, means with, with. The second part of the word harmos, H-A-R-M-O-S, listen, it's a joint, like in a building. And then the last part of the word is lego, L-E-G-O, and it means to choose. So you got with, a joint, and then to choose. Taken all together, this word joined means each person within the body of Christ has been gifted and chosen by God to be fitted together with each other for maximum effectiveness in the family. Can somebody say amen? That's what that word joined means. It's so important. Knit together. Knit together. It's the Greek word sumbibadzo. Sumbibadzo, this is what it means. It means stepping or walking with. It's a compound word. With and then stepping or walking together. It means to unite by stepping with another or walking together. So joined and knit together is what God wants his church family to be so that we are all fitted together and united by walking together towards the same goal of partnering with God in the building of his kingdom. If you agree with that, say amen. Look at verse 16 again. Let's look at it again. How, how does this happen? How does this actually happen? How does the team happen? By what every joint supplies. Let me pause. By what every joint supplies. That means at some point, when we're in the church family, we're supposed to supply something for the sake of the church family. Amen? Now, don't feel or hear any condemnation if you're not serving. That's not the point of this message. The point of this message is to encourage you, to remind us, to strengthen us, to get us ready for growth, internal and numerical. And we have to be ready. God's not going to send us people if we're not ready. Amen? If I'm running around on Sunday morning, try to clean, try to get the coffee ready, try to clean the bathroom, try to get the bulletins ready, try to make sure the campus is clean, that's not going to work. We'll come up short every week, right? Amen? I'm grateful for the teams that we have. I am so grateful for the teams that we have. But I just know deep on the inside of me, there's another step that God wants us to take in our readiness. And the more that we understand these verses and understand the parts that I play, the more easier it will be for me to step in. Every joint is supposed to supply something. Listen to the other half of the verse. It says, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Effective working. Say that with me. Effective working. Now, this is a powerful, powerful word in the Greek. Energia. Energia. Where do you think we get the word energy from? This word right here. Effective working. Energia. This is what it means. Active, operative power of God. The active, operative power of God. In other words, when I step into the spot that God has for me, it's not just me doing it. It's the active, operative power of God flowing in me and through me for the sake of the family. 
So even when we feel gun shy, even when we feel reserved, even when we feel like we're not able, even if we feel like we don't have it all together, that's okay. Many times we're going to feel that way. But when I find my place and I step in, the active operating power of God hits me. It's called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he gives you the ability to flow by his power, by his grace. So you don't ever have to be concerned. It's never going to be just you on your own. It's going to be you leaning into God, and he's going to show you, and he's going to help you. He's going to equip you. He's going to move through you. Now, it's not in my notes, but I was just reminded of something. If you have an app or a Bible, turn with me to uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter. It's before 2 Peter, because there's two Peters, two books, two, two letters. 1 Peter, it's way back there. It's after Hebrews and James. 1 Peter chapter 4. Check this out. It, it goes with what I'm talking about, about effective working, the, the active operating power of God. 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 11. I'm reading out of the New King James. There might be an easier version to read, but I think I can make it make sense. Look what it says. If anyone speaks, 1 Peter 4, 11. 1 Peter 4, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. That's the utterances, the words of God. If anyone ministers, that means serves in any way, let him do it as with the ability, somebody say ability, come on, ability which God supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In other words, whatever we do, whether we're speaking or serving coffee or greeting or teaching the kids or whatever we do, we want to do it with the ability that God supplies. Amen? So he's going to flow through you. That's that effective working of God. I'm so grateful for the teams that we have here. Uh, we're impacting people in this community Little by little by little, we are making headway for the kingdom of God. Somebody might say, but Pastor Robert, okay, so I'm busy. I'm a busy mom. I'm a busy dad. I've got a career. I've got hobbies. I've got school. I get that. I'm not forcing you to do anything. Open your heart. Make room for God. This is part of your growing up in the things of God. This is part of being a Christian. You might say, still, but what's in it for me, Pastor Robert? Let me share, let me share. There's a lot of reasons why you need to do this, but let me share one verse. Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. God takes it personally. When you serve the family, you're serving him. You're not serving Pastor Robert, Pastor Gill, Lakeshore, indirectly. But first and foremost, we're serving the Lord. Amen. And he said, look at that verse. He takes it personally when you step in and you share your gift. I'm so grateful for our L Kids team ministry. I'm so grateful for David and Krista. You know, our L Kids directors, they were like the last ones to throw their hat, their name in the hat and say, pick me, pick me, I can do it. No, they didn't think they could do it. They were reserved. They didn't feel like they could pull it off. 
And uh, they didn't know what it was going to look like, but they're here. They're laying it down. They're building a team. They're ministering to kids. We got this uh, uh, free parents night out. We're impacting. Kids are accepting Jesus, and kids are growing in Jesus. We got David and Krista, and we've got Lacey, and we've got Donna Mecca, and we've got Lynn, and we've got Mark and Heather that have come and helped us our parents night out. We've got Heather's mom, Peggy, serving together. Who else did I miss? I miss anybody else? Lewis says, yes. Oh, my gosh, the Arizonians all the way over here. God knew we needed the Lewises. There's such a blessing. Let me tell you, they have stepped in and brought a huge relief to David and Krista. Being trained to teach the kids to step in. Let me just share a little uh, up-and-coming traction. Some of you know we have this white brick house down here. It's not really been ready for occupancy, for use, but we've been getting it ready. We're doing some work to it. We're doing some work to it because I believe that we need an environment for middle schoolers and high schoolers to go have fun, hang out, eat some food, and learn about Jesus. Can somebody say amen? We need to get that ready. Middle schoolers and high schoolers, most of them aren't going to want to sit in here and listen to me, right? Don't, don't agree with me. Don't agree with me. <laughs> but we need a place for them. We need, we need a place for these kids in this community to come. Now, this is why I'm bringing it up. David has a heart to be able to step in, at least plant a seed with that and start ministering to his up-and-coming middle schooler and other kids that are going to... He wants to do that. But in order for David to be released to do that, I need some other L kids teachers who say, I'm ready to put my piece of the puzzle in place and God can use me so God can use David so God can use us. Can you say amen? See, we, we all play a part. Some of you might be here this morning thinking... I, I, I could teach those kids. Come on, let me know. Let us know. How can, how can you get in the game? We need you. We need you. God wants to do more through our Lakeshore campus here in Gastonia. We're on mission to reach and connect people. Um, we'll reach and connect people to Jesus so that God's love is confirmed, hope is renewed, and faith comes to life. So why is it so important that we embrace our part on the team. Let me just clarify it, and I'm bringing it home. Look at verse 16 again. We're just parking in verse 16. There's a lot in verse 16. Look what it says. Every part does its share, notice, causes, causes growth of the body for the edifying, building itself up in the love of God. So notice that, causes, in other words, if we don't step in and find our place, the maturity of the church family here at this location, from God's perspective, won't be reached. Because when we find our place and we step in, it causes, it causes. How many of you were blessed by Andrew leading worship today? Right? A Andrew, Andrew wasn't leading worship when he first came to Lakeshore. He wasn't trying to figure some things out. He had some experience, but trying to find the next step. And he's a busy dad and he runs a construction business and he's a husband. He's got things, but he knows, he knows he's got this gift and he wants to be used. And he connected with our worship pastor at that time, which was Kyle and got him in the game. He's never looked back. God's using him powerfully. Leads on Artiga K campus regularly. Leads us into the presence of God. What if he was just sitting back? be missing out. Amen? Everybody's so valuable. Wade, 
Wade came yesterday and he got our Mother's Day board ready with Matthew's help, right? Better than coming in and looking at a cork board. Bear, right? That's going to remind us Mother's Day is coming. Let's get ready. Everybody can do something. Everybody can do something. Here's takeaway number three. Write it down. Teamwork causes growth in the family of God. Come on, say it with me, church. Teamwork causes growth in the family of God. I heard somebody say this. Teamwork divides the tasks and multiplies the success. Teamwork divides the tasks and multiplies the success. I am so grateful for every single one of you that serve. And those of you who aren't serving yet, again, I don't want you to feel any pressure from me. I just want you to know you're valuable. You've got a gift. You're still breathing. God needs you on the team. Amen? Right? We got so many people. So many people. Jackie, she's been a Christian for over 40 years. Still serving any way she can. Watching the babies. Changing the diapers. Some people have been in the ministry four years like, yeah, no, I'm not going to serve anymore. I'm just going to sit back. Feed me, feed me, feed me. She doesn't have that attitude. She wants to be available. The Congers, they live in Fort Mill. Takes them, I don't know how long, they have to pass through another state to get here every Sunday. And they keep coming, and they're serving, and they're glad to do it. Peggy and Walter Golden, they're not here with us today, but they're here most every Sunday. They drive about 50 minutes, maybe 55, deep out there in the sticks in Catawba. South Carolina, and they come, and she serves on our pantry team. She sang on our ensemble team. She served with the kids' ministry. We've got so many awesome team members here at Desk Campus. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. So what are our takeaways today as we're closing? What did we cover? Here's what we covered. Number one, God has given me a special ability. Say it with me. Come on. We're almost done. God has given me a special ability. Number two, team, rather, together everyone accomplishes more. Amen. And number three, teamwork causes growth in the family. So Pastor Robert, what should I do? That's a great question. So in your sermon guide, I I stapled this. God wants to use you to make a difference. If you have any questions, any interest, let me know. Fill this out. Let me get back to you. This is not a commitment. This, hey, I'm interested. Let me know what I can do. We need people in our media, audio-visual team, Al Kids team, guest services team, clean the campus on Tuesday team. There's, there's something for everybody. So I just want you to take this home and begin to ask God what you can do. If you're serving already, maybe he wants you to be a leader at a different level. If you're not serving at all, maybe there's something he wants you to do once a month. But you can start somewhere. And just let me know. Don't feel any pressure because next week we're going to come back and we're going to hit part two of Join and Knit Together. I promise you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a blessing to really unlock some fruitfulness for you personally and for us as a church family. Have you been blessed by the word of God today? Come on, stand to your feet as we pray and close. Father, we just thank you today for giving us the freedom to worship. Thank you for the opportunity to come and to be encouraged by encountering your presence through song and through prayer and praise. 
Thank you for the word of God that always strengthens and encourages and challenges us, always full of love and always full of grace. Holy Spirit, thank you for walking with us and uh, shaping us and molding us and helping us. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives so that we can step into a deeper place in the plan and the purpose that God has for us. Father, we pause as we're uh, preparing to leave and we point our prayers to you in regards to the war in Ukraine. Lord, we pray that you would bring comfort and provision and strength to all of the hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians that have been misplaced by this terrible war. Chased out of their country, chased out of their homes, chased out of their family environments. Everything has so radically changed for so many thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Lord, we pray for the church of Ukraine. We pray that the body of Christ in Ukraine would be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit and this persecution wouldn't put them out, but it would cause them to rise up, just like in the book of Acts chapter 8. We pray that there would be multiplied disciples made, and we pray that there would be healings and signs and wonders, and people would come to Jesus like never before. Father, we can't understand everything that's going on over there, but we know you're just. We know you're good. We pray that you would bring an end to this ungodly war in the name of Jesus. And we know that you ultimately reign and rule supreme. And you're getting us all ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. One day, the government on this earth will be ruled by the Prince of Peace. Father, we wait for that day with anticipation. We thank you for moving in Ukraine and in the war concerning Russia and Ukraine, bringing it to a, a stop. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen, amen. Hey, I love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.